And I'm Crystal. Ooh, beautiful intro. Oh, thanks. Um, Thank you. Yes. And this is the bomb decom. Decom. Yes. Come in late. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say it with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know yeah. Let's do it together. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll maybe hammer out our intro as we record. <laughs> yeah. Dear listener, but um, for now, you're getting a rough you cut. Get. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Great, and today we are talking about the, the 1996 Disney premiere film. Yeah, The Paper Brigade, yes. also known as Gunther and the Paper Brigade. I saw that title when I was looking up where to watch, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Where did you watch it? On YouTube. That's where I watched it, too. Did you watch the yeah. one that like opened with like an HBO? Like, yes. So many HBO okay. previews and promos, and I'm like, <laughs> when does the movie start? Please. <laughs> Oh, I was I actually yeah. loved it because it was like clearly from the 90s and I was mm-hmm. like I love I have a love of like 90s just like TV promos oh like true. watching like old cassettes of like a Disney movie and watching those like old trailers like I just love oh, yeah. watch it makes me feel like I'm back in the 90s so I always dig it I honestly did feel that way it felt like I was watching an HBO yeah. special on TV and I'm like this yes. is the full experience I know, like, and now we're like, we have Max, the streaming service. Like, <laughs> yeah. shit has changed. <laughs> Truly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, so what are your, like, what's your, like, history with this film and, like, your initial thoughts? Um, Oddly enough, like, this movie was one of my favorites when I was younger. Like, I, I watched yeah. it multiple times in the past, but I really forgot the plot points. Like, I forgot what to expect I knew our homeboy was going to take over a paper route that he did not want and that was <laughs> and that there was some conflict and that was pretty much it and then I, I, I like I couldn't remember the details um but this I remember it being a movie that like a movie that I really enjoyed in my youth like I I don't know maybe it was like Gunther's vibe I identified with him a little bit he's like kind of the cool hmm. grungy sort of alt kid um and yeah, I don't know. I remember it being funny as hell, which it was. I had myself quite a few chuckles. So um, yeah, it was a nice little trip down memory lane. And yeah, awakening memories, I guess that I forgot were there. So yeah, I feel pretty similar in terms of like, this was definitely a movie I loved as a kid. But it's been at least 20 years since I've watched it. And so I didn't <laughs> yeah. really retain much memory outside of the fact that it was, I didn't even remember that he didn't want the paper route. All I knew oh, was yeah. like, they're, they're about paper boys. Like that's <laughs> it, end of memory. And paper I remember boys. Gunther really well. Cause I thought Gunther was so cute. He and I loved his like, cute. his nineties cool boy aesthetic. Like I really mm. dug it. Um, yeah. It was weird too. Yeah. He's got like the cool boy style and clothing but his face is so innocent and round so and cute. adorable oh my it is so adorable i know it's i, I love cutie. his face mm-hmm. yeah it's very sweet so um, yeah and this, the kid who played gunther um i have his name here Let oh kyle call him by his name yes kyle howard he <laughs> yeah. was also in this movie called house arrest um oh, you, i feel like we were just talking about house arrest yeah and yeah. it's one where like they somehow 
it's something about trapping the parents in the yeah. house or basement or something. <laughs> and wild. so between those two movies, I really, really like Doug him. Mm. Um, but rewatching it, you know, that. yeah, he definitely has like a nineties little cute mm. boy face. Mm. Um, rewatching this, I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. It was fun. It was a fun, nice little romp. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't like necessarily watch it again. Yeah. I do remember like really loving it when I was like 14 or something, but um, I don't, I don't know particularly why I guess obviously it was closer in age to the kids in the movie, but I don't know. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. I liked it. One thing I will say about the kid age of the kids in the movie, since you mentioned it, mm-hmm. I feel like the kids in this movie present as wildly different ages. Right. In my opinion. Like, the the paper boys are like I feel like they're like four or five years younger than Gunther or something. Yeah, like, they're they like so small, eight to twelve. Charlie, the like head of the paper boys, might be like fourteen. Right. Gunther's and then there's Gunther. like Maybe fifteen 16? or sixteen feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the love interest Allison is a grown woman. Like she, I, that is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it in my notes, and I'm like. Is it just me or is Allison easily like seven years older than Gunther? I, okay, I looked up the ages of some of the actors because it was bothering me so much. And Kyle Howard, who plays Gunther, would have been eighteen when they filmed, which shocked me because he looks like a baby. Wow, he looks like a tr- he looks like a child. Absolutely, he really That's, does. But that is wild. So maybe he was like seventeen when they filmed because he was eighteen mm. when he came out. But he still, to me, looks like fourteen. If I just saw him, I think he was like a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, same, same, same. Um, how old is Allison? Ky- Kylie Co- Cochran, who plays Allison, was 22. So she was, like, a young, but she's a grown woman. Like, she's, yeah. she can go to a bar and drink. Right. Fully <laughs> you know, <grown>. like, yeah. <laughs> so she was the difference came off. Very much as adult. Like, she had a job. She was working. Like, I don't know. Yeah. She just seemed like, like she wasn't the girl you see at school. She's living her life as a grown woman. And like just like next to all these children in the plot, like I'm mm-hmm. like that. There's a that there's a woman. Like <laughs> it made um, me feel so weird. And like Chauncey uh, Leo Party, who plays Charlie, was mm. 15 when the movie came out. And so oh, I think he like looks his age. He would have been like 14 when they filmed. He was yeah. also in um the Sandlot. The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. I feel yes, like he didn't really Sandlot. grow much as he got older. He he pretty much looked the same for the next yeah. 10 years or so. I agree. He was yeah. also in an episode randomly of Boy Meets World. Um, oh. As a side note. Yeah, in like the first oh. season. He plays like one of Corey's friends. Um, Interesting. Okay. Little 90s yeah. king. And then the little brother, played by Ethan Glazer, was 12. And he presents as 12. Okay, yeah. like, he I looks think 12. That aligns. But like, not to jump yeah. to the end, but there is a moment where Allison is trying to get information from him. And she's like <laughs> flirting with him. I hate to say flirting because like adults can't flirt with children. It's disgusting. It was he- some heavy, heavy vibes. I will say she didn't like really touch him. She was kind of like on him, and she touches him she, with the rose. She pushed you know? her body against him. She did. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there- yeah. She was really up on him. Yeah. And I had a note that he started to hyperventilate after she I don't blame so him. Close. Yeah. He's a child and he's like, this is wrong. 
<laughs> and she's like, Andrew, have I ever told, told you that you. I find you so mm-hmm. handsome or something like that? And I'm like, yeah. ew. She's like, you have beautiful eyes. And I'm just like, he's so Chris, small. I, Don't I love your this. hand. Like, you have beautiful <laughs> <laughs> She was like fond, like she was like touching him with the rose. It was so strange. <laughs> yeah, I, I hated every like, second of that. It gave a lot of um, 40 Days and 40 Nights. I don't know if you remember that movie with uh, Josh Hartnett <laughs> in The Rose. It's, I've never it's seen it, but I've, I've heard about that scene. It's an uh-huh. iconic scene that lives rent free <laughs> in every millennial's head. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was an odd choice. Very odd choice of getting information out of him. But I feel like the 90s was so that the like, it was okay for grown women to like flirt or sexualize little mm-hmm. boys because like isn't that every like young boy's dream to right. be sexualized by an adult woman an older woman mm-hmm. <laughs> like gross i remember that movie um so nasty blank check have you ever seen that movie no never heard of that you never seen Bl- oh my gosh blank check is a 90s classic Ooh, okay. not to spoil okay. it for you but it's relevant so i have to kind of do it a little bit it doesn't spoil mm. the whole plot but i will just say there is like an adult female character who I want to say is in her 30s, like probably around our age now. And mm. the main character is like an 11-year-old boy. And he has a huge crush on this character, which isn't abnormal. He's a kid. Yeah. And then yeah. But what at the end. do in response? At, no. at the end, when like they go their separate ways, she kisses him fully on the mouth. No. No. Yes. Yes. No. And is like, call me in 20 years. And he's like, 10 she's like 15 and i like ha- I, that might be not completely They're accurate but haggling his adulthood aged that's appropriate for him to call her yes yes wow wow and i'm like you, there will never be <laughs> no this will never there, be okay it's not gonna be okay at any time doesn't matter how many years pass i yes. mean obviously like when you're both adults great but there will always be this <laughs> this weirdness yeah, it's like, like I no. met him when he was 11, but, you know, I waited <laughs> on him out. Can you imagine, like, Crystal, I met this really cool guy. It's not going to work right now, but I think in, like, 10 years it'll be perfect. And you're like, like what? what? What's going why? on? Yeah. He's 11, but don't <laughs> judge me. He's really I'm cool so and mature sorry. for his age. Like, <laughs> so sorry. What? The friendship would have to end. Like, I As it should. As not, it should. Yes, like, please. It. Please call the police. Stop being my friend. Like, turn me in. I tell that to Silas all the time. I'm like, I'm a snitch when it comes to certain things. Like, oh, if I thought you fucking with kids or you, like, murdered someone who didn't deserve it, I'm turning mm. you in. Yep. I got the cuffs on me. Like, let's go. I'm taking, I'm going to yeah. call you an Uber so that you can get to the police station, babe. Like, you need help. You need to be detained. Yeah. I, I hear that's like on the, uh, what is it? So weird. The whole Danny Masterson situation. Have you heard oh. of, you know who that is? Yeah, and how like Ashton and Mila Kunis wrote him like yeah, like they were character. defending his Witness. yeah, like a character reference thing, and yes, they were pretty much defending him. And their only like their only, I guess, explanation was that oh, no one was supposed to see those letters. They were never supposed to be made public. And I'm like, girl, that's the least of your problems. What about the content I, I of know. the letters? What? Why are you doing character references for a man who has sexually assaulted multiple women? Like, can we not? Why? I Crystal, I know. And it's so bizarre because it's like, to your own detriment, Mila and Ashton, like, even if you mm-hmm. wanted to and thought it was okay to do, you had to realize that just, like, in terms of a career move, that was not Not smart. the way to go. No. Nope. And so nope. it's very strange to me that they did that. And then, like, Ashton stepped down 
as the like head of um, Thorn, um, which is like oh. an anti-rape um, and abuse organization. Oh, appropriate. Okay. Yeah, but I was like, looking at some comments about it, and everyone's like, he just stood up for someone who was his friend, like da 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 da. da. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't care who you are. Like, if three women came to me tomorrow and said, like, Crystal sexually abused me, I'm going to, like, have some issues with you. Same yeah. with Billy. And I'm Major. not going to write you a care. I'll be like, I thought I knew who you are as a person. But, like, if one no. person shows up, I might hear you out. Like, mm, one, but right. multiple people were showing up saying that no. you did something. Like, too much evidence. That's- yeah, like I, I'm sorry, no, and I might have, we might just have lost some listeners going on this tirade, but I will never be a person who is quiet about what I believe in. Yeah, strongly. same. It's real so. issues. It's real shit. All yeah. I'm gonna say to round it out is that I'm glad he got his time. My man will be put away for yeah. thirty years. So thirty years. Get yeah, it. and his wife is staying with him. She fully is like Team Danny. Oh wow! And I told Silas when I was reading about it, and I'm like Silas. Mm-mm. <laughs> I ain't the if one. you ever do this shit, I'm I'm out, baby. Those divorce papers yeah. will not be delivered fast enough. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm not sticking around if you're a predator. Like I'm just not doing it. No, not in any aspect. Family, friends, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. No, I know certain things. I just you can't. In my opinion, there's no coming back from them. But. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no recourse. Yeah, except yeah. for I know we're kind of going on a tangent, but like. Some yeah. people like like the talking at the beginning of podcasts, but and we can always edit out if we choose to. But I also wanted to bring up the morning show. I like it. <gasps> yes. Okay. So spoilers ahead, listener. I would say maybe go forward about sixty seconds. Um, yeah, sure. Maybe maybe a little bit more if you still hear us talking about it. Of course, like, keep going <laughs> forward. <laughs> but okay, I'm in. I'm in season two. Oh, I don't want to okay. um, get spoiled because I'm about halfway through. But mm-hmm. I am finding the Steve Carell plot fascinating. Yeah. In what way? Because I, well, because he's like, he is not an outright rapist. However, right. he is a guy who used his power to coerce and sexually take advantage of women. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And mm-hmm. so like, he's not on the same level as like a Harvey Weinstein, uh, but he's yeah. not a good guy. Right. But we're seeing in season two him really taking ownership, mm-hmm. and it, it took a girl. It took a girl dying, which is fucked. So but sad. Yeah. So fucked. Yeah. Up. That that actually pissed me off that she died. I, I did not like me that choice. T- and like yeah. nothing could have prepared me for that. Nothing could. Have, I could not have ever seen that coming. I don't think. I mean, I feel like you have this way of predicting what's going to happen in shows. No. Like you kind of know, but that. Yeah. And sometimes I do too. That just caught me fully off guard, and I was upset. I was upset well, on her behalf. There is a moment where you kind of see her wandering through the streets after yeah, she has right, an interview. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, she's going to die. Like, I <gasps> knew then she was going to die. Dang. But I was still surprised they were making that choice. But it was like literally right before she actually died. Yeah. I didn't see it coming at all throughout the season. I thought something was just going to happen to her where she might end up in the hospital for a few weeks or, you know, she might be mm. injured in some way. But death, full on death. I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, he Yeah, because I'm also like... like I feel like okay. I also just knew Gugu and Bath- Bathory Raw, who plays her. I just mm-hmm. felt like she wasn't in the second season. And I felt like her arc um, had played out. So I just, I don't know, I just felt like she wasn't going to, I thought she was going to die for that reason too. Damn. Yeah. But albeit like horrible reasons, he does have a lot of self-discovery, self-reflection going on in season two, which I appreciate. But, um, yeah. but you know, still, well, unforgivable. No, it doesn't make amends, but it is like yeah. 
a question that I've always pondered and I don't have the answers. Like, where does like rehabilitation and forgiveness come into? I mean, some people do things so horrible. I think it's unforgivable. I'm not the person whose like job it is to draw that line. But if someone does something and then truly seeks redemption, Mm -hmm. is there room for that? I feel like in this case, okay, so what do you think his mindset was at the time? Was he like, yeah, I'm going to use my power and be a bad man right here in this moment? Or do you think he was more like, this is harmless. She won't mind. It's fine. Because you know, some men have that mentality where they don't necessarily consider the ramifications of what like they kind of like fly by the seat of their pants a little bit as just in their nature. Not all men, I will say not all men, but uh, generally. And sometimes I feel like it can be that way, especially in this case, because he, you know, wasn't necessarily restraining anyone or doing anything wild in that sense but he did use his position on the show to kind of manipulate these young assistants and young women that worked for him right and it's like did he feel bad in the moment or was he just having fun and hoping that they were having fun too you know i think he was having fun and assumed they were having fun too like Mm. if you are a person who's told all the time like you're the greatest thing to ever happen you're the best you make all this money you do have these like consensually like consensual relationships with women Mm -hmm. in large amounts and they are grateful to an extent to fuck a celebrity you know i think you just have to like kind of buy your own hype that like that is the case for everyone like anyone would be lucky to be be in this position right exactly yeah i can't imagine like what that's like to be told you're the best all the time. Like you have to start drinking yeah. the Kool-Aid to some extent. Yeah. I feel like you got to start drinking the Kool-Aid before you even get there. Otherwise, like, how do you get there? Yeah, that's very true. You got to have a little bit of cockiness, a little ego. Yeah. I feel sure. like in his case, especially with the taking ownership and just kind of like realizing what he did, period. It starts a path where I might be like, you know, maybe we can start talking about it. Maybe we can start looking into what you can do to really get to the root of this behavior and make sure it doesn't ever happen again and really, you know, work through it and come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's the case. Like, and because I don't think he, it's hard because while I don't think he was intending malice, he definitely prioritized his own pleasure over like- the comfort and the situation for yeah, like the woman pick, picking up on what the women who came out against him were mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. Like watching that, I'm glad. Even though it was hard to watch, I'm glad they showed us the scene mm-hmm. um, with him and um, Hannah because yeah, it is. She never says no, which doesn't mean it's consensual necessarily, but like just right. to note that. But she, as a woman especially, like is so clearly uncomfortable not like disassociating to like mm-hmm. she's she says she like, freezes and like she obviously did freeze like she is not mm-hmm. at all reciprocating reacting like and so ooh, knock my mic over so like how do you not notice that right how are you not conscious of the vibe with the other person like can't you can't you tell that she does not want this or she's not giving yeah. you anything back but I at mean, the same time it's the ego the ego is like it is oh she just wants she probably just wants me to be the generous one i'll just give her what she wants like he found yeah. a way to rationalize it in his mind and keep going 
I'm sure, and also men, especially like men of a certain age, are not taught to like be sensitive to things like that. So I'm not sure. saying it takes them off the hook, but I think it's like a larger societal issue, not mm-hmm. just a him issue where it's like, I mean, it actually made me think of the Aziz and Sari situation, if you oh, recall yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And with him, I was like, it's kind of hard because she never did say she wasn't interested. She right. kind of expected him to pick up on the vibes, but no one was mm-hmm. in the room. And this kind of felt like it might be comparable to what that experience was like yeah and it's just it's it's gray i think what pissed me off with him with mitch on morning show is when she tells him her experience and Mm -hmm. he is completely unwilling to To, accept that her experience was different from his right he just assumes that i had fun i'm sure you had fun otherwise why were you there what why did you say why didn't you say something? And it's just like... And it's so shitty. Like, so why would I want to hang out with you if not to fuck you? Like, that is right? essentially what he says to her. Literally. And it's like, damn. So she has no value other than her body in that in that instance. Basically. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Uh, the, like, the Aziz situation kind of broke my heart because... I mean, obviously, we don't know him. But from his persona on stage doing stand-up and stuff, like, he, on, he does seem like the guy that he portrays in his roles. Like he seems like yeah. that nerdy sort of oblivious kind of, you know, just funny kind of innocent sort of dude. Yeah. And I feel like I have seen him in some like some food, like a food show or something where he is, I think hopefully being himself, but it was just so hard to wrap my head around because I mean, he just doesn't seem like the type of person who would continue to pursue after you say no. Like he seems like consent is, you know, something yeah. he's I mean, cognizant of. So that's the thing. Like she said, like, right. I'm she not really comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. And then they stopped. And then eventually somewhat organically, seemingly they started going at it again and right. she didn't say anything this time. And so like, if she had said like, no, stop. And he kept going up. Oh, there's no question. Like you're, exactly. uh, you're a predator. Yeah. But and the thing is also hard. It's like, I think every woman I know that's been sexually active, including myself, has had a situation where something not totally consensual does happen. Oh, and you sure. feel like, yeah, and it's, it sucks because it's like, yeah, that's so it's also like, do I want to put myself in a situation where I consider that person? Because I don't consider anyone who's done that to be a bad person inherently i think it's like our society is really just like kind of fucked in terms of communicating not even just for men to like pick up on things but also for young women to speak up for themselves yeah the communication is flawed it's broken it's true yeah because yeah when i think back on situations where i've been uncomfortable i i can't i'm not gonna put those people in a category of like abusers or predators or or any you know any harmful category more so, I just wasn't in a place at the time to fully communicate that I don't want to do what's going on here or this is uncomfortable. And I did kind of go along with it. And they yeah. obviously were into it. So it's just like, who's to say, you know, yeah. who's to say, like, I was just, I was just inexperienced, just a exactly. inexperienced babe. And there's times like that where I definitely know I wasn't, like, going along with it in a way that made... I wasn't showing that I was into it. Right. I was kind of, like, letting it happen to me. And so because... Yeah. Because it's such Mm -hmm. a common experience, it's, like, with someone like Aziz 
or the character of Mitch, I have to hold forgiveness mm-hmm. and I personally have to hold forgiveness in my heart for them yeah. because I ha- I enact that in my real life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. But I mean, I would um, not ever tell anyone else I need to feel that way. I just, I'm just saying personally. Yeah. For just, yeah. Just for myself. Yeah. For my if people experience. take ownership, accountability and apologize and work to do better. That is what matters. I know Aziz, like in his latest stand-up that came out a couple years ago now, he opened saying like, you know, you heard this thing about what happened mm-hmm. and it's awful. I hate that I made anyone ever feel that way. But I hope that if any good can come out of this, people know to like listen better, essentially, to mm. take in their partner's feelings more and not just like mm-hmm. push forward. And I was like, that is like... Wow. He's made progress. Yeah. 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 So he's, anyway. He's learned yeah. from it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for you to get to the end of the morning show. Um, well, season three just came out. Yeah. And I haven't even seen it. So. Okay. We'll see. Well, the end of season two, honestly, was already wild. But. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, back on topic. I guess I will. Okay. Back to the paper brigade. Get Let's back do this. into the paper brigade. I have my notes up. Um, same, same. Yeah, I will say that this movie is, um, was directed by Blair True. I'm not sure if that's how you say their last name, but they yeah. also directed Wish Upon a Star, the last film we talked about. Oh and my god! They, okay. they directed other decom film, Phantom of the Megaplex. So <gasps> a classic, that one, a fave. I've never seen that one, or if I have, I don't remember it. What? I know there are like a few ones that I was still in my Disney bag, but I just did never saw them. So it's like that one. I've never seen Rip Girls. I've like yeah, there's just like a few. I've seen that one, but I don't remember that one. I will say Phantom of the Megaplex. I did recently. I when I say recent, like within the last year or so, I did rewatch it a couple of times. So. Um, I think that's why it's so fresh in my mind, but it was one of my favorites. And I did remember most of the plot points before I rewatched it recently. So, Oh, wow. Um, I can't wait to get to that one because it's just, it's like borderline. I remember when I was younger, I was borderline scared watching that movie. Like it was just a little bit creepy, but uh-huh. it is like the right sense of mystery for a child or like for okay. a young teen, like to okay. kind of get into it. Cool. Okay, I can't wait to watch that well, one. Um, I'm shocked that, that the same director directed Wish Upon a Star because I felt no similarities. I didn't even feel... I don't know if there's really a way to like gauge directorial style in Disney Channel movies, like if you can kind of tell, but I couldn't. I would never have thought that they were directed by the same person. It's hard because they are like like extremely dissimilar, like very different yeah, movies. very different. Um, hmm. So I can't... That's interesting say and i i mean like no like no shade but no decom directors like an auteur like they're not doing any like really (laughs) experimental shit christopher nolan type shit (laughs) yeah we don't have any wes andersons of decoms where it's like oh like obviously that's blair true yeah (laughs) that's that's their signature look at that style oh my god true true oh my god awesome okay well let's jump into the synopsis let's do it all right, and then just jump in with any notes, thoughts along the way. Um, so many. Okay, so <laughs> great, perfect. Um, <laughs> we open on an idyllic neighborhood and see a kid delivering newspapers. Then we mm. see a family in New York City 
about to move to the neighborhood we saw in the opening scene. Um, we see a mom, a dad, um, a boy who's about 11, Andrew. And then we see um, Andrew's older brother, uh, who is our protagonist, Gunther. He gets quite an interest. I'm sorry, an entrance. Um, he really does. He, the rock music <laughs> that plays as he's like yes. walking down the hall. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I feel like the guitar in this movie, like the um, background music or soundtrack mm. is like, rawr, rawr. like it's just, <laughs> it's, it's going. Yeah, um, truly. Quintessential yeah. 90s, 90s cool guy music. Yeah, and he like is completely a 90s cool guy. His look is, he's mm-hmm. nailing it. Um mm-hmm. I always wondered what his yes. parents did, though, because they oh, live yeah. in a nice-ass building in New York with the doorman and everything. And I'm like, yeah, what do they do? Who, who's making the cash huh. monies? I wonder, because, yeah, we never see either of them working. We only see them around oh. the house. They don't even talk about work. They don't say, like, oh, I've got to go to this conference or, like, none of that. Yeah. We also huh. barely see them. <laughs> so That's true. That's yeah. true. We don't see much of them. But um, we know Gunther's money. cool. <laughs> we know Gunther's cool because he seems to have little tolerance for his parents and his parents seem immediately annoyed with him as he enters. Um totally. so they got the they pull away- Yes, he's got the roller blades. They pull away with their moving truck and all their stuff falls out. Yeah, literally I knew as soon as his dad was like, Gunther, did you cl- did you lock the U-Haul doors like I asked? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know that shit's gonna fall out. I know it's not locked. Gunther's like he he has growth in this film obviously but at this art he's low-key a piece of shit like, yeah he's like an awful kid <laughs> like he couldn't be my son and I feel no. like whenever I talk to white people about these types of like characters like oh yeah that's just like normal and I'm like okay so like right. these people are rooted in real white world like true like this is a depiction of a typical white family in America and I'm like a rich ass white family like could never be me like I would have yeah. got my ass handed to me. I'm so sorry, but same girl, same. Like not in my black household. I tell Sauce all the time, not in my, not black, in my household. black household. <laughs> Absolutely not. It would never fly. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad would be like, "What did you say? Excuse me." Don't yeah, and then me. if like, I hadn't done it, and all our shit fell out, <laughs> that would have been the end of my short life, right there. Very I don't, short I don't care if I had a clear memory of doing it. I'd be like, let me go down. Check. <laughs> yeah, let me check. Let me make sure. Please don't drive away just oh. yet. Hold on. Oh, my God. I remember, oh, no. like, he just doesn't even care. we had this friend growing up. Uh, well, I don't think she was your friend very little. But, you know, at some point, it's Mariah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, uh, I would say someone that I wouldn't remember. I'm like, I remember. Her. No, I knew you'd remember her. I'm just like, I, you know, oh. you were on and off yeah. again, kind of friends, and like, obviously, fully off now. Um, but anyway, <laughs> no, was we went to high school. That was both of them. Um, oh. <laughs> no, actually, you said something worse about Mariah that I will not repeat on the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goddamn. I love. Don't question me. Like, uh, okay, this probably yeah. I'm not because I, I don't know what it is, so I'm just gonna leave that. The mid aughts. The mid aughts were a different time, dear listener. <laughs> okay. Totally different crystal. Um, <laughs> completely. Uh, but yeah, she told her she was also white and rich, and mm. apparently she got in her fight with her mom because like she was trying to do her homework and her mom was like asking her about something. I don't know. And she told her mom to go suck her husband's cock, as in like Mariah's father. Oh my god. Uh, those words were not even in my vocabulary inside my household at that time. There was no way. 
I couldn't even fix my mouth to say something right. so appalling. It would not even make the motion. Cannot get there. I would I would choke <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Literally choke on the words before they could come out because it would just be my body trying to preserve my life at that point. Just from instinct. Yeah, and just if, from- if somehow I got those words out, I wouldn't have finished that sentence because nope. I would have been dead it. <laughs> Before be I got to the end of that. Laid out. That and my mom did not hit me. My mom my mom what? did not abuse me. But like, I knew not to fuck with that lady. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I knew not to fuck with her now. <laughs> I'm not even her child. <laughs> like, shit. Oh, uh, she loves messing with you, though. Um, she really does. She I know. me any chance she can, and I'm just like, I just love you, Mama Robin. Okay, it's so funny when she does that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she got when I went to McDonald's with Monica when we were in high school. Monica didn't order fast enough, and my mom's like, "You all come to McDonald's all the damn time. Like you should know what you want." And Monica, <laughs> know your order. <laughs> Monica started stuttering. <laughs> Poor baby. Oh, oh no. my God. She One of these days I'll have to have. Robin. No, I'll have to have my mom on the pod. Oh my God. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I got to pick the right, the right decom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be one with like, I feel like a single mom perspective. She'll have a lot to say. Ooh, so much. Yeah. To or say. like a single parent. Yeah. Single parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of single parents on Disney Channel. So many. Um, Disney loves a tragedy. They sure do. It's very true. All right. Okay. Um, so all the stuff out of the movie oh. truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So ridiculous. Just, I would have been I so cannot. fucking pissed. I would have been so pissed. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot imagine. <laughs> anyway, we see them arrive at their mansion. Okay, like that house <laughs> is huge. So big. Um, big ass front yard. It looks so nice. Yeah, we also go inside of the home where most of the family is bringing boxes in, mm-hmm. and Gunther is sitting on his ass. Yeah, and while the family is channels, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also like, if you have this much money to buy this mansion, hire movers. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what the hell? Ridiculous. Um, but he, the doorbell rings, and Gunther, who is not doing a damn thing, is like, is anybody <gasps> going to get that? Get that? And, and then his, his dad, dad gives him the, a look. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, I got it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he pulls it together. Get up. God. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, he would have been sitting there watching horse channels to begin with, but whatever. <laughs> um, Flipping through horse channel after horse channel. That's all that's unbelievable. On the <laughs> Good lord. So funny. Um. So at the door is Charlie Parker, a kid from the neighborhood. Um, that's the kid from the Sandlot. And he says hi. He introduces himself. And Gunther is, like, not interested in knowing this kid at all. No. He's like, <laughs> well, like, got a lot of moving to do. <laughs> like, he's not Gotta go by. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay. They go to... Wait, what? Oh, they, they go, the go to the mall. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Gunther and Andrew go to the mall. Um, where Gunther sees and instantly falls in love with Allison, a grown-ass woman, who, a grown-ass 25, woman 25 a notable old. grown-ass woman with a 401k and three kids now, but she's like, <laughs> she's a grown-up. Um, yeah. And she works at the food court. We then see three bullies approach. Um, oh, and they, 
they immediately wrote Gunther for his name. They, yeah. Oh my God, they went they, in. Did you Gunther in your pants? Oh my God, I think I just stepped in some Gunther. Gunther. Ugh. I'm like, God damn. All this dude. Yeah, they, they roasted his ass. Oh, yeah. I felt well, so bad we for find him. Out, we find out because the, the head bully, Chad, is in love with Allison too, I guess. Yeah. And he does like that gross thing where he's like, don't talk to Allison. She's my girlfriend. She's like, and I'm not your girlfriend. No. <sighs> and I'm like, you don't, don't just call someone your girlfriend. That's fucking weird behavior. Okay. So, so odd. The entitlement. Yeah, so odd. Ew. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. He makes me wonder we, if he's like the original Chad. You know how like we know Chad's like today. Oh I feel yeah. like he is the epitome of the beginning of the Chad. But you it's know who's like so the gross. best Chad? Ooh. Chad Rodwell. <laughs> oh my god, I need to watch Scream Queens. I, I, I know the references, but I just I need to watch that. I rewatched it during the pandemic with my roommates. It is mm. not a good show, but it is a hell of a good time. <laughs> it is really fun. And it's the season, you know, it's Halloween. Oh, so. facts. You know, that yeah, could actually be fun because I do want to start a Patreon. That could be like a fun oh bonus episode thing yeah. doing episodes of Scream Queens. Oh yeah. my God. That is a good idea. And like other yeah. movies or shows that we like. Yeah. That are just outside of the decom realm. Yeah. Let's start with mm. Scream Queens and then mm. maybe we can like have our listeners vote as we accrue them yes. and, you know, do different shows. And that's, okay. like, the easiest way and, like, interesting and fun. And it'd be fun to do, like, miniseries. Because, like, Scream Queens technically is two seasons, but one season, season one is, like, self-contained and, like, season two is really oh. shitty. So oh, we would okay. just watch season one. Oh, okay, um, great. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Back to the movie. Um, okay. So we then see Charlie and his friends show up um, and they warn Gunther to leave Allison alone because of Chad. Um you know, basically, quote, unquote, claiming her. Claiming her. Um, yeah. yeah. So Gun- Gunther and Andrew then go with Charlie to get the rest of his buds. And they're attempting to set the world record for the biggest bubblegum bubble. Um, so funny. Yeah. This seems like, funny to me. <laughs> it's like egging him on like, okay, two more pieces. And the like fish, the guy who's like chewing the gum, he's like, that's enough. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just like. It's like, this is what I want people to think of when they say boys will be boys. Like, it's this type of shit. (laughs) Uh, Did you ever, though, like, go through that phase where you would try to, like, break a world record? No. I feel like I never actively tried, but I think my friends and I would, like, look at the Guinness book and be like, oh, we should try to beat that. We should try to beat that, but we'd never actually do it. I definitely was fascinated with the Guinness book. And the, they had, like, that, um, they had a TV show about the Guinness world records as well. I can't remember what it was, but... Yeah, I never, like, thought that I could try to beat any of the records. I would always just be like, wow, that's wild. Oh, my gosh. And then leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess I secretly knew I couldn't beat them, but I still (laughs) Still had them. Yeah, I could to an extent. Um, It's funny because the the bubblegum kid uh, fish recites, like, what the world record for biggest bubblegum ball Mm -hmm. or bubble is. And Gunther, who is understandably surprised by him just, like, riffing on this knowledge... Charlie's reaction is like, are you kidding me? He has the whole book memorized. memorized. Like, that's a normal like, thing. That's not normal. That's that's definitely unorthodox. Okay. That's <laughs> like, out there. Char- Charlie shaming Gunther for his very reasonable question just cracked me up. <laughs> um, 
We see the kid who was throwing papers at the beginning of the film, and we learn that he is leaving for the summer, and he oh, needs yeah. a replacement to uh, deliver the newspapers. Charlie's like, I have an idea. What if Gunther does it? And Gunther's like, nah, miss me with that. Absolutely I'm not doing not. it. Honestly, same. Yeah. Could never be me. He's not about that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, so we see Gunther spit ping pong balls into his lighting fixture, which was like high key disgusting. So gross, um, right? <laughs> Stuffing them in his mouth, and I'm just like, yeah, I hated it. I hated every second of it. Um, And then we hear a voice from under his pillow, and (laughs) it turns out that Charlie had Andrew sneak a walkie-talkie under Gunther's pillow. He is so thirsty for this friendship. He really is. And I was thinking, like, I'm like, you know what? I feel like when I was maybe 13, 14, I would have thought this was so cool. Would have been gone out on my balcony with the walkie-talkie like, hey, oh my God, da 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 Now, or even five, six, seven, eight years ago, the walkie-talkie is going in the trash. I have no interest in new <laughs> friends. I'm good. And especially not this method of friendship I, where you accost me while I'm laying in bed with a walkie-talkie under my pillow. No, yeah. that's not the move. I mean, it depends. Like, I'm definitely, like, down for new friends. Um, I think okay. no new friend is, like, an unhealthy mentality, to be honest. But no, no, I no. will say this. No, I mean, I think we grow and change as people, so therefore new relationships are healthy. But that aside, I will say that this guy is coming in hot with weird energy, and I would not be down. <laughs> <laughs> it is super weird. And I just wonder what Andrew was thinking when he put the walkie-talkie there. Like, what did he think Gunther's reaction was going to be when his when this guy started talking through the walkie-talkie? Like, hello? Maybe he wanted to get rid of Charlie, too. He's like, you know what? If I do this for you, will you just stop talking to me? <laughs> probably he just like goes inside he's oh, like all God. right see you later <laughs> oh, yeah uh gunther is like i don't do walkie-talkies and is like yeah. bye shuts it down yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know good for him setting boundaries which we all should do truly he's good at it um, he's a good communicator of all else yeah yeah uh we didn't see him back at the mall where he's at allison's ice cream shop and he's just like ordering all the ice creams because he wants to ha- hang out with her Eating and they realize that they both love this band called screaming banshees and i'm like dude oh, yeah that is so fucking 90s like i miss the 90s. <laughs> same <laughs> um oh. yeah uh so we then cut to the pool which earlier in the film oh, yeah. The dad specifically mentioned is Gunther's responsibility. Mm-hmm. While mm-hmm. I think it's good to give a kid chores, you don't have a kid like Gunther be in charge of stuff without any oversight. Nope. So honestly, certainly not pool maintenance. Yeah, we see the pool; it's really shitty, and yeah. it's pool on makes. the dad honestly because he knows his son. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, we see the pool looks terrible at the same time. Um, the bullies run into Gunther and they talk about the fact that Screaming Banshees is coming into town and they have tickets. They have a pair of tickets and they offer to sell it to Gunther for $150. G or Gunther is shocked by like how expensive these tickets are. <laughs> and I'm just like, if only like knew what was coming down the pipeline <laughs> i was i'm like man i wish concert tickets were 150 dollars for a pair right now that would be a like, steal a, a deal, deal. Like, yeah are you kidding me people out here paying an arm and a leg their firstborn child to go see beyonce like you don't even know you don't know the half of it 
Oh my god. Yeah, so I found that very hilarious. Um, so we see Gunther <laughs> Smooth talking his dad, trying to get money for the the concert, and yeah. his dad surprisingly is like, you know what? I might be sending you a mixed message, but you are my son, and I yeah. do love you. And I'd I'll give you the so money. Sweet. I'm like, it was yes. very sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. But then, of course, God just damn. as he's about to get the money, the pool, like, <laughs> gasket like or whatever. Meter. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it explodes. explodes. <laughs> and it, the dad's on a ladder, so it hits the dad, knocks off the ladder. And Gunther's reaction to this is like, so are you going to give me a cash or check? <laughs> I'm like, bro, your dad is hanging from a basketball hoop. <laughs> like, please table this conversation. Oh, my God. Like, if I ever oh had a kid this ungrateful... Lord help me. Oh I my have god. To pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Gunther then talks to the bullies like, "Oh, so I don't have any money." And they're like, "Well, you better get the money cuz that price just went up $175 now because of interest." So grimy. Ugh. So, Gunther asks his brother for money and of course <laughs> the brother's not going to give him that money. And as he a last doesn't resort, even get the question out. Andrew's just like <laughs> As soon as he comes in the room, actually, Andrew is like giving him the side eye. Like, what the fuck does this guy want? And then he Andrew does knows, like, the like he's like, Andrew. And it's like, no, <laughs> not another dime. Like, damn, okay, Andrew. His brother only wants to hang out with him when he wants his money. It's Andrew's hit to the game, okay? <laughs> he knows what's up. He sure does. So as the final result, he like goes to Charlie. He's like, you know what? I'll take that paperboy gig. Charlie's mm. about his business, and he's like, are you going to commit to this the whole summer? Like, right. Are you actually down for this? And Gunther's like, yeah, I'm down. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie tells him to meet him at 5 30 AM at his house. Oof. Gunther on the phone to this didn't react. And I was like, I'm surprised. And then he like takes a beat. <laughs> and <laughs> 5 30. And like, yeah, he, so delayed he reaction. Yeah. He has the coolest alarm clock that I actually remember my friend having in the night. Yes. I remember this from when I watched it before, the alarm clock. Yes, me too. And like yeah. the specific actual rhythm, the boom, 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 I loved hey. it so yeah. much. I know. I actually went on eBay to try to find it after this. <laughs> you did? Oh my God. Did you find it? Yeah, but one? I can't, I can't find one. Oh, damn. I know. I need to look harder, but I actually recently heard. That it's, like, healthy to not have your phone in the room with you when you go to sleep because you'll be less tempted to obviously, like, be on it, oh, which right. can mm-hmm. disrupt your sleep. And so I was like, oh, I'd be down to try that, which means I'd have to get an alarm clock. And I was like, this would be the perfect alarm clock. Amazing. The coolest alarm <laughs> yeah. clock on the planet. Truly. Exactly. So, Unless anyway. you're as deep of a sleeper as Gunther because it won't do shit. You'll sleep right through. No, that boy has a medical condition. I am <laughs> concerned for him. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Because what the hell? Like, like, okay, so Gunther is asleep. His alarm clock goes off. He does not mm-hmm. react at all. It wakes up his brother, Andrew, in the next room. Andrew goes into Gunther's room to wake him up. He's shaking him. He's yelling at him. Gunther yeah. will not stir. This Nothing. man, this boy gets rollerblades on his brother. Right. Somehow. <laughs> and rolls him to like, the bathroom. Picks puts him, him in the up, tub. Rolls him in the bathroom. Crazy. And fully, like, sprays him with, like, the shower. (laughs) I'm assuming cold shower water. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I won't keep mentioning it, but I will just say that he does this several times. So many times. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just cannot wake up. Like, I'm I'm concerned for him. 
little bit. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Yeah. Um, so he makes it to Charlie's, um, and he is off to his first day. Um, oh yeah. But he foolishly so, throws away that little note of tips because the previous paperboy who left like wrote down some tips for him, and he just crumpled yes. it up and threw it into the street, littering. Also terrible. But yeah, that was really, really. I did not like that. But why would you do that? Why would you ever do that? Somebody, if I'm starting I, a new job and somebody wrote down some helpful tips, like I would keep that close to the chest. Like, let's see what they've got to say. Absolutely. Like, give me some cheat codes. Like, make this job yeah. as easy for me as possible. As easy as it can be. That's what I want. Yeah. And, like, a lazy girly knows that. So, like, mm-hmm. as a lazy dude, I'm surprised that Gunther does not know Shook. that he should do that. So sure. Um, so he starts delivering newspaper. He nails the first house. However, mm. the rest of the homes he delivers to, the total shit show, he's terrible at this. Absolutely. Um, he's breaking vases. He bikes by a treehouse where these two little shits, like, help him with fruit. With fruits. Um, yeah. I'm like, where are their parents? Yeah. What is going yeah. on? It's not good. There's, like, a dog situation where there's a little dog that sits in the window, mm-hmm. and he barks at Gunther when he sees him, and that sets off this bigger dog that lives next door that jumps over the fence and attacks the paper boy. I don't know if you um, saw the sign for the, for the dog, but it said, warning, bad dog. And I'm like, I didn't even know that people made bad dog signs like that. Like no, for you to they literally don't do that. That's in for your the yard. movie. No uh, one does that. that that's what I was who thinking. Has, I'm like, who no has a dog that considered to be a dog. bad dog? Like, <laughs> honestly, like what? And if you think your dog is a bad dog, like train your dog, babe. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like you're the problem. You don't just put up a like, sign that says bad dog. <laughs> I miss that, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. So it was so shitty. Um, so we didn't go to him. There's a weird, there's a few weird moments in this movie, but Gunther goes to a milkman who is Asian. I know oh, yeah. that I know that because it is relevant. He has a very thick accent. And um, Gunther asks him where Maple Street is. And to which the milkman replies, like, what are you saying? Like, you better speak better English and stuff like that. And it's clearly like a joke because, like, he you doesn't speak accent. perfect English. Like, right. it's right. it's gross and weird. I did not it like it. Bizarre, yeah. Yeah, and completely unnecessary. And I, yeah, I, I did not like it. But anyway. This was our resident, um, resident like Asian man, Asian actor in Disney movies in the '90s. I would say um, Joey Miyashima. I just I've seen him oh. so many times in like '90s movies oh. as the token Asian dad, Asian man, Asian teacher, or something. Oh, I didn't. I never noticed that. Yeah, that's interesting. He's been in so okay. many. He, we'll probably see him many times again. Wow. Well, I mean, I want to be excited for the representation, but not if it's like this. <laughs> this was painful. It was weird. Yeah, it it was like also there are some offensive jokes where it's like it's fun, it's fucked up, so it's not funny, but it's like funny. This yeah. was just like not Almost. funny, like, not like funny. it fell flat. Yeah, yep, completely. Like just a joke at a band's expense for little or no reason. Um, but he tells Gunther like this really convoluted path, and Gunther's like, "Why can't I just go through here?" Which I'm like, if you knew you could just go through here, Gunther, like, why'd you ask this man? Yeah, <laughs> why didn't you just start walking through there? Exactly. And I'm like, yeah. hello? Yeah. And then this guy, the milkman, tells him, oh, because, like, old man Cooper lives on that path. And he's, like, mm-hmm. he was in Don't World War II. And he's still, he's, like, shell-shocked. Um, yep. Which. Don't do it. I, I didn't feel great about them making fun of, like, you know, know. Uh, post, uh, you know, PTSD. post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, like, anyway. He's mentally unwell. Like, let's not. Uh, yes. Let's not poke and him. he he's um, played by, let me look up his name real quick. Uh, Robert England. Oh, yeah. Who is most also famous for. Cooker. Exactly. <laughs> I was shook when I looked that up and I'm like, oh, my God. I recognized him because I recognized him as Freddy Cougar, and then he was also mm. on the most recent season of Stranger Things, and he <gasps> looks like himself on that, and so I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the dude. Oh, my God, he was. Yeah. I did not even remember that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Okay. My man's yeah. still out that's... there doing his thing. like that. Love still that. getting work. We love to see it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so he is, obviously, like, very unstable. He fully, like, attacks gunther with like a paintball gun and yeah. his geese the geese would scare me to death oh my god well, geese are so geese, aggressive they are famously dicks like they are famously assholes so an, like an army geese. of geese i'd be shitting crying uh, running yeah i'd be my out life. i'd be out but um, i mean mailman warned him or milkman warned him yeah so. exactly so gunther learns the hard way that sure this is does. not the way um and after this he is like ready to quit he's had quite a terrible day and And just as he's ready beat the fuck up like he looks like he's yeah he looks like shit um and just he's like telling charlie like i'm out he has one more delivery and whose house is it allison's of course so he tries to leave and pull them back in is that our paper yeah she also does have this like Oh, Gunther, like, I expected more from you. Is mm-hmm. that a paper? Oh. Like, she is, like, a very, like, <laughs> I don't know. How do you I'm sure it? people talk like that, but I can't. It's just, it's so just like, a male so, fantasy like, of a woman. Exactly. That's it's what almost it is. like she, yeah, she's, like, a caricature of, you know, this most feminine, soft type yes. of woman personality. Hyper, femme, soft girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's it. Um... Yeah, so he is back in it because it's Allison's house. And he remembers why he's doing this in the first place, which is to take Allison to see Screaming Banshees. Yes. So we go to the... Yes. We go to the mall and Gunther asks Allison to the concert in kind of a cute way. Um, He puts, like, the tickets in the napkin dispenser and, like, oh, you need to fix this. And, you know, she sees it in there. Oh, that's um, adorable. He's a romantic. I like him. He is. He seems like he'd be a good boyfriend, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Very sweet. Yes. And so, I thought it was weird, though, that, like, Chad, who's in love with Allison, wouldn't have tried to take her with Right, because he already had the two tickets, so I'm like... Why are you getting rid of them? I don't, I don't understand. I actually was thinking about it. I'm like, maybe he bought the tickets to do this. And then she said no. Oh. And so he's like, all right, I'm just going to sell them. Might as well torture this young man as well. And yeah. Then, like, like, he doesn't even like Screaming Banshees. He just wanted to take Allison. Hmm. That's my, my thought on it. But it's still weird that. that he would sell them to his, like, rival. Gunther. Yeah. Who he knows also is in love with Allison. So, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but it seems like Chad. once, yeah, Chad has that initial thing with Allison, but then he seems like completely like to not care about Allison. Like he never, never, that never comes back into play. Same. Yeah. We <laughs> never see him even speaking to her or about her ever again. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. That actually was like, they should have excluded that from the yeah. that scene because it doesn't at all, it, it conflicts with the rest of the movie. Yeah. He could have just been a regular old bully for no reason. Not have anything yeah, to do with Yeah, just like Allison. a real asshole. Yeah. yeah, and then like bullied him or like sold him the tickets 
That's his introduction as a character. And mm-hmm. then he's bullying Gunther because Gunther owes him money. Owes money. Him money. Mm-hmm. That could have been it for sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, plot holes abound. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we see Gunther goes um, to a house to give him their paper and there's the door's kind of open and he like walks in like, hello, I have your paper. I want to make sure you get it. And there's an older lady who we find out is Mrs. Hansen. So sweet. And she is, offers him cookies and she is watching a previously recorded baseball game. Like, can't relate to that, but um, <laughs> yeah, same. she seems into it. <laughs> so into it. Loves baseball so much. Yeah. Um, and then he asks, she asks Gunther about it and he's like, oh, I like baseball too. That's cool. Mm. Um, she recollects about when she moved here and she says that she was just his age, which is weird because you don't know how old this boy is. You, you just really met don't. him. And you you didn't say, like, about his age. You said just his just age. Just your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also when she met her husband, you know. Yes. When she yeah. first moved to uh-huh. motherhood. Yep. But yeah. So she meets her husband, who we hear more about later. Yes. Mr. Henson. Uh, yes, Mr. Henson. Um, <clears throat> he leaves that house, and we see the bullies, like, fully try to murder Gunther. Literally. <laughs> Attempted murder. I wrote down, what did I put in my notes? Pressing charges. 100%. They could have killed him. Like, they're doing some real mafia shit. Like, if you don't give my money, I'm going to murder you. Like, I'm threatening your life. Like, it's not, it's not kitchen. It's mafia It's not so baby town frolics. They're out here for blood. (laughs) Baby town That shit really, I, that scene was wild. I was like, yeah. Excuse me? My boy could have been yes. gravely injured. Like, and in real doing? life, he probably would have been. Yeah, absolutely would have been. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But he ends up in like some random guy's pool. And I love that moment because <laughs> the guy's like just pruning his like bush and he just yeah. like looks at Gunther. Complete silence. Yeah. Just so apathetic. Just like, <laughs> I'm like, what is he thinking? Does he just think I know. more teenage boy shit? <laughs> like, what is, what are the thoughts? Oh God. He's so done with oh. life. I, I love it. I love that guy. Like, give him his Oscar, okay? <laughs> the older I get, the more I, the more I relate. More to I relate. <laughs> I am that guy pruning my hedges when a just young, trying to get my life, trying to get my, my life pool. under control, and then like chaotic shit finds me. <laughs> just just falls into my pool. Oh, um, I love it. I relate so hard. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so then um Gunther goes around and collects the money for his paper route and we see one guy who also lives in this nice neighborhood in his mansion alone mm-hmm. seemingly with yeah. his like convertible Seems and like he sneaks guy. away. Such a deadbeat. Cuz he doesn't like who who's stealing from children? <laughs> right? Where You're did stealing that from like, your neighborhood paper boy? Like I'm sorry, you're disgusting. And he <laughs> yeah, absolutely and he has so... scammer face. Like he looks like he a does. scammer, <laughs> and he feels so good about it driving away. He's like, <laughs> he's like, God, I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're so gross. Like, what are you yeah. doing in your house all alone? I don't disgusting. even want to know. <laughs> Not nothing good. Nothing. Thank <laughs> <laughs> like, you. Oh my god. Um, So when Gunther gives Charlie his paper money, he finds out that paper boys usually get tipped. 
but because he's so garbage at his job, he didn't get it one damn tip. Charlie's like, my guy, like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but (laughs) you need to step your plank. You need to step your pussy up. Okay. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) Oh, my God. And you know what? Gunther does step his pussy up. He he comes to win. He, like, brings distractions for the dogs, Mm -hmm. lettuce for the geese. He, like, you know. He crafted, like, full-on body armor to protect against those two little wits throwing fruit at him and shit. He goes to war with, like, Old Man Cooper. and Which was so wholesome. It really was like old man Cooper's like respect, you know, you, mm-hmm. you get it and you He's got like, me no and one's, no one's ever shot me before. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He's like delighted by it. And he's also yeah. like, please like come, like, come back. back. Like don't be a stranger. Yeah, like, yeah. He seems like he really just was like lonely and yeah, he yeah it was very, it was very sweet. I hope that Gunther does visit him frequently. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'd um, like to think that in that universe they are. Lifelong friends until Old Man Cooper oh, yeah. passes away. And maybe Aww, Old Man yeah. Cooper leaves his estate to Gunther because now he's like a son to him or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love Gunther's relationship, which we do see play out somewhat with um, old, um, Mrs. Hanson. Oh, yeah. He's such a sweetie. Yeah. He's just a he is. hearted baby. Love him. Yeah. He like low-key sucks at the beginning, but he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, he does step it up. This neighborhood does a little something to him. Yes. And then uh, Gunther quotes Julius Caesar. I came, I saw, I conquered. I conquered. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which um, did. Yes. And then Cooper asks him, you know, what regiment are you in? And Gunther proudly says, the paper brigade. brigade. Got it. Yes. <laughs> he just came up with that the fly. I'm like, damn. We okay. really did. Yeah. Um, which... I will just note here that I, when I Google Paper Brigade to like see if there's any fun facts or anything interesting about the movie, I don't know if you experienced this too, it initially came up with like a group of um, enslaved Jewish individuals during World War II. Oh, no, I did not see that at all. Yes. And I did not do as much research on it as I should, but it Mm -hmm. felt like the name might be a little insensitive. Because yeah. the movie has a number of World War II references. Yeah. That makes me feel like it was intentional. Yeah, because how would they be putting those references in there and not have done the research when the name of the movie is The Paper Brigade? So Exactly. Oh, so, that's, yeah. that's a little yeah. gross. That's a little yeah, weird. Let, let me actually Google The Paper Brigade real quick and see if I can so was this as a disney premiere movie was it originally like how did it end up on hbo how did it become an hbo thing um or i kind was of looked this an, was i, I kind HBO of looked this up yeah and it looked like it was produced by a utah-based company called lucadia film corporation and it was released on video and then from there, it just frequently aired on HBO and Disney Channel. So it doesn't fully explain, but it oh. seems like it was not necessarily originally a Disney premiere film, but then they showed it on Disney and categorized it as such. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I was confused by that too. But just to do justice, I'm going to say really quickly, yeah. give a snippet about the real Paper Brigade. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. The Paper Brigade was the name given to a group of residents of the Vilna Ghetto who hid a large cache of Jewish cultural items 
from the Yiddish Scientific Institute, saving them from destruction or theft by Nazi Germany. Established in 1942 and led by Abraham Sutzger, I might have said that very wrong, I apologize, and Schmirky Kokzerginsky, the group smuggled books, paintings, and sculptures past Nazi guards and hid them in various locations in and around the ghetto. After the ghetto's liquidation, surviving members of the group fled to join the Jewish part- partisans, eventually returning to Vilna following its liberation by Soviet forces. Recovered works were used to establish the Vilna Jewish Museum and then smuggled to the United States, where the Yiddish Scientific Institute had reestablished itself during the 1940s. Caches of hidden materials continued to be discovered in Vilna until the early 1990s. Despite losses during the Nazi and Soviet eras, 30 to 40 percent of the Yiddish Scientific Institute archive was preserved, which now represents the, quote, largest collection of material about Jewish life in Eastern Europe that exists in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. In that context, the name does seem a little insensitive. Like, we're not going to compare these little paper boards to the paper brigade. Like, yeah. People so trying I found to preserve that their Jewish culture from Nazi Germany. That's odd. Yeah. I thought that was really weird. And then, especially because I believe they mentioned that um, Old Man Cooper was in World was War Two. Yeah, he's a vet. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also... Uh, I won't, I'll save it. I won't jump ahead. But there's oh. a very culturally insensitive choice made later in the film. Oh, I wonder what you're okay. talking about. I don't think I have any notes on it. Okay, I'll, I'll bring it up when the time comes. Mm. Um, okay. Mm. So we then see him going to collect his, like, paper dues. And he's getting tipped out the ass. He's mm. fucking killing it. He's great at his job. Um, money. Yes. And we see the guy who refuses to pay the bill try to sneak out. And I remembered what happened here. And I was so stoked to see it play out. And so he's in his car driving away like, got him again. Mm. And Gunther pops up in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> like you thought. Fuck around and find out. Right. It's like, I got you, bitch. Yeah. And he gets that money. Mm. He gets that money. Um, which is a, a true, amazing, you know, gangster move. We love to see it. It really was. He's a yeah. boss. All, all the paper boys are like, wow, you've like surpassed us. You're amazing. Like mm. you're, you're made for this. Um, yeah, truly. Talented. And so he's able to pay off Chad and the bullies and they see how much money Gunther has. He's and they it. decide. Yeah, he really is. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> foolish. Like, don't, don't let people think you have money. Right. Just pay the man the 175 and walk away like you don't got another dime, baby. Just go. Yes, exactly. But now exactly. he's like, here's a little something a for you and a little something for you. And then he's like fanning himself with the money as <laughs> yes. he walks away. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> You're doing too much. Doing the most. Um, so they decide, you know what? We're taking over the Paperboy gigs because we want all that money. Yeah, we want to make money too. Even though they're so yes. fucking bad at it. They're horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> terrible at it. Um, so they come in and just take shit over. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they all blame Gunther for this. Like, Gunther, why didn't you stand up to him? Right. Like, why did you let this happen? I'm like... Why is this on Gunther? He's literally the newest member of this team. Why is it his responsibility to save the paper, the paper route for y'all? Like, hello? And then even Alice gives him grief. She's like, they look up to you. I thought you would be, I thought you would, you were the type of person to stand up for what you believe in. And I'm like, I just thought you were different. That's all. Yeah. Like my boy is trying to avoid severe injury. These people already tried to kill him once. Okay. 
Like, hello? And he's, he explains that and people don't seem to get it. Like, who's out here trying to get their ass kicked? <laughs> he really says it multiple times. He's like, that guy was going to tap dance on my face. Hello? Please. People I'm like, like, bro, I'm You're a bitch, you. Gunther, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you should have stood up for us. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, and then, like, to make it even worse... Gunther's dad is like, I'm so proud of you. I've never seen you this dedicated to anything. So he's really feeling guilty because apparently keeping the paper boys going is his sole responsibility. All on his shoulders. (laughs) It's all up to him for some reason. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And he goes by to see Mrs. Hansen and he sees the first issue of um, the Gazette, which is their Mm -hmm. local paper on her wall. And we find out that her husband, Mr. Hansen actually founded it. Um, And she says he cared more about the paper than he did baseball, which I'm like, that's not saying much for a lot of people. Yeah, not really. I mean, one was his job. I care more about dental hygiene than baseball. You know, like, Lots of things I care more. Most things I care about more than baseball. Yeah, baseball is quite low on the list. So doesn't make the list. Doesn't make the cut. <laughs> um, and she mentions that she and her husband used to go to the game every year. And since he's passed, she goes every year on their anniversary. But this year, she fears she won't make it because she's getting too old and her bones are getting too weary. Yeah. Um, Gunther. Yeah, Gunther then feels inspired, knowing that he has just this one more connection to the paper and what it means to this community. And he goes to the paper boys and is like, let's get our routes back, bitch. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. So, um, we have all of them, like, in their little outfits. Yeah. Like, prepared to go to war. Little, you know, armor on. Like, they're so adorable. The thing is, okay, so Charlie is wearing weird Japanese headband and makeup, and it's weird. Oh, he and like was. a and like a wig because he has like a little like top knot. Like it's why? Oh my god! Why didn't that bad. like cross my mind? And I'm like, yeah, why is he dressed up like that? I don't know, but it was very culturally offensive, and I'm like, oh. is this like movies? commentary on world war ii like i don't understand but i'm what's starting being to communicated so. to me starting to think like, so but i'm not getting that the ties. i'm not getting the references because I they're mean, the paper brigade so why right. is he dressed like a traditional like japanese samurai well because we hated japan during the world war ii oh but that was us. i don't know not the jewish not jewish people right that was or us did, yeah yeah and if they're the paper brigade so, in this analogy, they're Jewish people trying to trying to preserve their history from Nazi from being engulfed by Nazi <laughs> Germany. I, I don't know. I really I cannot <laughs> tell you. I do not understand what's going on here. But it's also weird because we have the whole like milkman like offensive yeah. Asian scene and this. So it's just like, what's happening in this movie? Doing? Uh, and then I'm not certain about this, but I will just say that I feel like Gunther's hat looked like a Confederate soldier hat, which also made me feel weird. What? Yes. I must have missed that. I only remember his mask, like the black and white mask that he wore the first time around. He's wearing like a little hat during the entire like revenge seeking scene. And it is. I'm just actually going to Google it because I meant to do this sooner. Yeah. 
Hold on, let me look it up. And it is straight up a Confederate hat. (laughs) Straight up. What is happening? Straight up. I mean, I know it's 1996, (laughs) but please, like, what are we doing? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, there's that. (laughs) This isn't you, Gunther. Yeah, I hate to see it, but here we are. Uh, yeah, that little... I just had to call that out. I'm not going to mention them again. <laughs> that aside, um, God, they <laughs> they start by siphoning gas from the bully's car. Which oh, the bullies man. use the the um, the car to deliver papers. Mm-hmm. So um, they take their gas and. <laughs> They get back in the car and it's empty and uh, Chad is in disbelief because he just put two bucks two in bucks. this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> two bucks. What is that now? Like half a gallon? Empty. That's empty, baby. You're still empty. <laughs> Ain't no gas out there shit. for two gallons like, for two dollars. And? <laughs> right. Like, hello? Oh my gosh. But he put a whole two bucks in there. So he's like, what's going on here? Like what? Um, I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, and with that, they're off with uh, Operation Humiliate and Destroy. Yes. So they recruit um, the treehouse assholes and mm-hmm. give them some redemption arc. The bullies decide to go steal the bikes from the paper brigade and oh, yeah. they finish their routes on bike. They replace the bikes yeah. with like like really little like baby little bikes girl with bikes. the baskets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cute. Um, so the treehouse assholes um, pelt the bullies with like fruit and or one of their bullies with fruit the one who's on that route and he falls over and they end up dumping a bunch of pea soup on him it's mm-hmm. gross and he keeps his mouth um, open for some dumb reason don't know why i guess I really, to scream but i feel like if someone's pouring gross liquid on me i'm closing my mouth i am 100 percent with you but maybe uh the director is like leave your mouth open it's better for comedic effect which i would say <laughs> You gotta replace yeah. me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This is not doing on the line. Yeah. Um, if I was that kid, I would take my ass straight home and shower. Fuck these papers. Yeah. They also put ants in his papers, like so that yeah. when he like goes to get the papers, there's ants crawling on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he like so I'd be right done. away, but then he has to stop and like he does the ants dance because there's ants crawling all over him now. Yeah, I have a real adult job, and if I got pelted with pea soup and covered in ants on my way to work, I'm going home, baby. I'm oh, taking yeah. a shower. My day is done. I've done all I can for this day. Yeah, I gotta go. It's gone as badly as it could, and I'm done. Uh I'm out. Um, So we then um, go to Jeff, whose code name is Jeff Boyardee, which is pretty great. He's one of the paper boys. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was fun. That's Um, so cute. Yeah, and they're dealing with the second bully, and they handle with him with the dog, so they, like, have the big one attack him. Mm -hmm. And to deal with all three of them, um, I'm going to call them the nerd herd. The bully is called the, like, paper boys nerd Mm. herd. I just like that. I think it's a cute name. So the nerd herd's at Old Man Cooper's, and they're about to fuck these people's shit up. Um, About to rock it. Yes. So with Cooper, they attack the bullies with paintball guns. They also begin to um, fall into booby traps and are mm-hmm. getting hurt and messed up. Uh, Pea Soup has a bucket of goose poop dumped on. Oh my god! He gets he gets up the worst. Like, <laughs> oh, it was so Pea disgusting. Oh. And the yeah, feathers, just like a bucket of goose poop. Yeah, he just got it all. 
Yeah, they feather the guy in the mud pit and they're just mm-hmm. like messing with them. Um, so Chad is kind of like lost in like clothes or like hang- like sheets oh, are hanging yeah. from the clothing line. Mm-hmm. And so Gunther takes the opportunity to punch him in the face um, behind the sheet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I owed you that. I and he's, you, that. you know, we can't yeah. disagree. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then they are chased off the property by the geese along with um, like all the blows are chased off by the geese. So yeah. they're gone. And they're like, forget this. You can have your paper routes back. And the paper boys, the nerd herd, they reign supreme and triumphant. Woo! Victory. And of yes. course, Allison um, comes out from her house and she's like, yeah. what's going on? Well, she doesn't actually say anything. She just like looks in their direction. <laughs> like, and she and Gunther I'm like lock eyes. Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, so then we go to uh, Gunther. He's in his bedroom. He's looking at the concert tickets, and Andrew's brother asks, was it worth it? And we're like, what are you talking about, Andrew? Um, but we find out. We see <laughs> we see Allison um, entering a limo that's pulled up outside of her home. <clears throat> She's handed a rose. Of course, we think that Gunther's inside, but who is it? It's Andrew. It is a um, and he's wearing baby boy. And it's a tiny little baby boy. He's wearing Gunther sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, which look great on him. They do. And he looks adorable. Al- yeah. And, okay, I before we get to the creepiness of it all, I thought it was weird <laughs> that Gunther's like, instead of like, hey, Allison, I can't go, but do you want to bring a friend? He's like, you know what? I'm going to have my 11-year-old brother accompany you. Yes. To this rock concert by the Screaming Banshees. I'd be like, In Pass. a limo. Yeah, I'd be like, actually, I'm good. Like, no I don't want to hang out with an 11 year old. That's weird optics. Yeah, not not really on my list of things to do today. But um, he Andrew apologizes for Gunther not being there. And Allison's like, oh, I'm sure it was really important if he couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And Andrew's like, yeah, it was. And Allison's like, so why couldn't he make it? And Andrew's like, uh, he made me promise not to tell. And then Allison in a very predatory move, scoots up and starts flirting hardcore with Andrew, which I mentioned earlier. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It's disgusting. I hate it. Gross. And of course we like, no, he fesses up. We don't see it, but mm. we're pretty confident it happens. We then cut to the baseball game. And of course, sweet Gunther has taken sweet Mrs. Hansen to the game on our anniversary. Um, and he's really grown so much in this film. Like I really was like, this boy's a yes. shit. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, he's, Really like a wonderful human. He's a great young man. Love him. He really is. So as he's there at the game, we see Allison come in. And she'd rather hang out with Gunther at the game than go to the concert with his little brother, which, I mean, same. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And they share a kiss. And we have one last shot of Gunther giving the camera a knowing look and a wink. And the movie ends. (laughs) That look into the camera, so classic. Yeah. I, I don't think I, that happens at any other point. I don't think there's any, like, camera, no. like, there's no first person anything. There's no fourth wall breaking at all, uh, except for that. Oh, that's what I meant. Fourth wall breaking. First yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant, girl. Um, you got yeah. me. <laughs> I wanted to know that none of these kids wear helmets during this movie. Yeah. Not a single time. And unsafe very unsafe very unsafe especially when gunther was almost killed yeah by the uh, chad mafia <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I enjoy this movie. I don't really have too much else to say about it. Um, do you have any other like thoughts that you wanted uh, to share? Not really. It was a cute little, cute little moment. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, so we're going to continue our ranking. This is our third film. And yes. our first one was Susie Q. And then we watched Wish Upon a Star. Mm-hmm. So where do we want to rank this? I can start. I think that I would put it below Wish Upon a Star above Susie Q. It would be number two in my ranking. I can get with that. Yeah, okay. I enjoyed do Wish you- Upon a Star more for sure. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And you feel mm-hmm. like it belongs above Susie Q? I mean, I guess Susie Q wasn't as riveting as the Paper Brigade. Like, it wasn't as Susie Q, um, enticing, I would say. Yeah, it was about property law, ultimately. <laughs> which I'm like, <laughs> that's a weird... Yeah, it was a little boring. Focus for a kid's film. And, like, this is about a Paper Brigade, which I mean... Or, like, Paper Boys, which is, like, strong 90s kid content. Yes. Um. Okay. More relatable, so, for sure. Highly relatable. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we have... Wish Upon a Star, Paper Brigade, Susie Q. Um, and right, then I'll start to keep track. Yeah. And then next week we'll be watching. We're actually moving over to actual Disney Channel, Disney Channel original, original movies. movies. It's time. And the first one we'll be watching is 1997's Under Wraps. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. I know. Yes. Yeah. I, this is one I've seen. I know we both saw it somewhat recently, like in the we past did. couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And... I like this one. I'm excited to to rewatch it. I don't actually remember it as well as I feel like I should. So mm. it'll be cool to rewatch. I like and I I remember some some wild lines, like some real not like adult lines, but like dramatic things that these kids mm. would say. So yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And we kind of talked about this earlier, but did we want to like clump? series together so like there's an under wraps oh. remake and there's an under wraps 2 that follows mm. the remake do you want to watch like all of the under wraps or do you want to like just keep going in release order i feel like we should do the series because then it's fresh you know okay cool and that's what you yeah. said initially so i just wanted to double check because yeah, that means yeah. we'll do like all the halloween towns all the xenons like God, yes you know Oh, together. wait, when are the Halloween towns going to come up? Because, I mean, it's season. It's the season for Halloween town. But I feel like I know, but far like, when are we list. Even, when are we even going to release these? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, true, true. I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, I will say that uh, Halloween town is, so we have Under Wraps, Under Wraps, Under Wraps 2, You Lucky Dog, All Time Fave. <laughs> Brink and can then we, Halloween Town. Can we not skip that one? We just watched that. Like, I don't know how recently, but it's it's too soon to watch it again. It's so bad. We can't skip it. We're going in order, except for a series. Let's just say we forgot. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> I signed myself up to do the notes for that one because I know you hate it. So I really, do I certainly don't so like much. it. I don't want to go off too much, but the movie does not even make sense. Not like the ounce. way that they display <laughs> the movie. I'm giving. I'm like thinking about it too much. The way <laughs> they display his psychic talents does not make any fucking sense. Like none. We're already like, amped up, and it's not even. It's so far down the list. It, it's not like he's like just. <laughs> he should just be like himself and be like, 
Lucky thinks this. Lucky thinks that. But he like turns into a dog. Mm-hmm. What happens to goes inside the dog? What happens to Kirk Cameron's soul when Lucky enters him? Because Lucky is also still Lucky though. Like Lucky is also Lucky, and then Lucky is Kirk Cameron. Mm-hmm. He's just floating around, chilling nearby. It would be a body swap where like right Kirk he... Cameron would be the d- yeah as a as the a movie human makes man. no sense. He should be acting like a dog. It's like, know? I can't possess you and then also still be still me. Still be me. That's not how it works. Absolutely not. Anyway, fuck that movie. We're going to do it <laughs> in a couple weeks. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, next yes. week, we're going to do Under Wraps. And then we're going to do the whole Under Wraps series. So... If you want to binge them, feel free. That's probably what we'll end up doing. Um, so excited. All right. Thank you. And oh, until yeah. next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Bomb Decom. You can follow us all over the internet on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all at The Bomb Decom. And at our website at thebombdecom.com. You can also email us at thebombdecom at gmail.com. We release new episodes every Wednesday, so you better find your ass back here next week. This show was created, produced, and hosted by us, Bethany Birdhill and Crystal Innes, and edited by me, Crystal. Our theme music credit also goes to DJ Quads. Thank you, DJ Quads, for the excellent music. You can find them on YouTube. And we will see you next time, baby. Bye.